Welcome to the Distracted Driving Podcast. I am Sean Rabbit Ears Genovese. <laughs> and I'm Rex Black and White Panda Williams. <laughs> and this is, I think I already said this is Distracted Driving. The, the reason for our, our nicknames tonight, uh, for those of you that are not watching on the YouTube, I have Rabbit Ears that have appeared <laughs> the shrinking. from some mysterious force that may be behind me. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Looking good. It's uh, <laughs> episode, uh, I've lost count, 20-something. Um, so yeah, I'm not even going to exactly. try. But uh, part two, I do know it's part two of our conversation with Matt McWilliams, author of Turn Your Passions into profits. I yeah, probably double check. It's passions plural, right? Or is yeah, it yeah, passion? yeah, yeah. Passions okay. and just, profits, both okay, plural. Gosh, just <sighs> and uh, yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good book for uh, you know starting your business. If you want to start a business today, uh, teaching something online, it's it's uh, it's a good handbook, definitely. If uh, you missed part one, uh, you find out why Matt has the nickname of the affiliate guy. Um, if you're interested, go check that out. But without further ado, let's just get right back into our conversation. Yeah, and yeah, good stuff. Part two, which begins right after this message from our sponsor, Sean Genevieve's Enterprises. If you have an organization that wants to do business better, Give me a call. Go check out my website. You can go to nomorecryptonite.com. Nomorecryptonite.com. <laughs> Are you serious? I am serious. It's not and, SG uh, Enterprises? Well, you can get there that way, too, but that's a very long URL. And uh, <laughs> nomorecryptonite.com. No it's shorter. Because, because kryptonite to your factory, it, instability is the kryptonite in your factory. Oh, and yeah. it, it causes uh, increased cost, lower productivity. So we want to rid your factory of kryptonite. Go find out how, and maybe bring me in. I can help. No more kryptonite.com. Because you're a Superman. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And you need to take the kryptonite away from them so they can be super. <laughs> We're going to get lost in the metaphor. Here's Matt okay. McWilliams. Okay. That's awesome. That's such a great story. But like you were saying, the book really isn't about affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. That's just one step. The book is about turning your passion, doing what you're passionate about, yep. your knowledge uh, of what you know, and sharing it with others. And, mm -hmm. and I love your one step ahead analogy is like you don't have to be the yep. expert. You only have to be uh, one step ahead. And the analogy I like to use is, uh, you know, in the land of the blind... The one-eyed man, is, man king. is king. You know, yes. I heard that. Let me tell you, when the first time I ever heard that quote was in an article that my dad was featured in in May of 1991. He was in oh, the really? Atlanta Journal-Constitution. <laughs> and my dad had qualified for the local the uh, Atlanta. I don't think they still do, but they used to have a PGA Tour event down there. Uh, fun story. Uh -huh. The guy he, One of the guys he played with that day was a guy that nobody had ever heard of. His name was John Daly. And... Uh, <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> sure enough, three months later, John Daly's winning the PGA yeah. Championship as the ninth yeah, alternate down at Cricket Stick and became a legend, you know. And um, mm-hmm. my dad qualified, and uh, and he had hit something. He had hit some sort of a shot, and I don't remember what it was. And he quoted that, and I was like, "What does that even mean, Dad? I'm like 12 years old. That's a stupid <laughs> saying." But I will never forget that because of that. And yeah, yeah you're, you're right about that. Like part of, you know, to, to kind of just take you through the, the pre to that is that clarifying who you help, you know, which uh-huh. we can dive into. But that this concept of leadership, there's just so many misconceptions around that. And we think yeah. we have to be two miles ahead and we think we have to be like, well, I got to be the greatest expert in the world at that. No, you do not. Not to have an impact. You do not need to be the world's leading expert. You do not need to be two miles ahead. In fact, sometimes that is absolutely the worst place to lead from. It is just an mm-hmm. awful place to lead from. And and so one of the things that the pandemic did, you know, we've heard so many positive stories come out of the pandemic. Obviously, we know the yeah. negative ones, and those are going to always yeah. lead on the news, and we're all going to hear about those. And, you know, I'm not diminishing what happened. I think that's pretty much impossible to know somebody that does. It's pretty much impossible to meet somebody who doesn't know somebody that died. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But there were good things that came out of it. One of the good things that came out of it was that I fell in love with going on hikes. I wouldn't say I fell in love with hiking. I just like going on hikes. (laughs) And and so because we didn't have for six weeks. Important distinction. Yeah. You couldn't go to the movies. You couldn't go, you know, just like to rain. Like you can't do the, some of the stuff you were used to doing. So it was like, well, we got to go on a right. hike, you know, and you need to be like, I yeah. don't know. Is it safe to go to stores? We didn't know. Nobody knew it, you mm-hmm. know, in the first couple weeks. So it's like, let's right. be outside, get fresh air. And if somebody happens to cough within, you know, 500 yards of me, well, hopefully it'll <laughs> dissipate by the time he gets to me. So we go yeah. on these hikes and, yeah, and that's great. My son know, went to the hikes, driving range. <laughs> yeah. Some of these hikes, you know, they're dangerous. You sl- you take one step, you fall, you die. There's a thousand foot drop. You are not going to survive yeah. that thing. And this concept of leadership, this thought hit me. This thought hit me that what is a better place to lead from? We think we have to lead from two miles ahead. We have to be the friend, the super fit friend. You know, the one who's always wearing bike shorts in a, at inappropriate times, <laughs> jogs in place at stoplights. You know, that guy. Like we all have that one friend. You don't have to ask him if he did CrossFit because he's already told you five times this week. And so we got this friend and he's two miles up ahead yelling back at you saying, hey, you know, hurry up, man, and watch out for what am I watching out for? I can't hear you. You're two miles ahead. No, better place to lead. One step ahead. We reach back. We grab the person's hand. We say, hey, watch out. This step's a little tricky here. Mm -hmm. That's all that leadership is. And when we understand yeah. that and we can commit to leadership, commit to being a leader, that's step two. When we can commit to being a leader, at the end of step two, there's a whole commitment that you can fill out and si- date and sign. When we yeah. do that, it changes how we perceive our relationship to our audience. We see ourselves as a leader. And that's a huge shift right. for most people to make. Yeah. Yeah. So what I... Um thought was kind of related to that and i can't remember if this is in the book or or if you said it on uh, on the podcast um but this this is what haunts me all the time when i think about okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna take my knowledge and and go help people but then i think well who wouldn't know that mm. everybody yeah yeah, that. yeah. It's always, knowledge. yeah. but but the when i'm when i'm in that headspace i'm thinking about i think that guy that's two miles ahead that, you know, oh, look, look at all those people that already know that. And I'm not thinking about the person that is just right here. 
that behind you. Know, you. No, this, that they're just trying to get to the next thing. Yeah. And who wouldn't know that? That person. That person wouldn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, again, it, it is. It's the curse of knowledge. Um, we were in a we were in a team call. You know, I run an affiliate management agency, and we were in a team call earlier. And I my first reaction to when one of our team members said, "Oh my gosh, I was so confused about basically, you know, step one, step two, step three. We'll just simplify this without getting into specifics." And I'm like, my first thought is, "How in the heck did you not know that was step one?" <laughs> and I went, "Wait a minute." I come to think of it, I don't think any of us ever told her. Oh, and although yeah. we've talked about it and we kind of expected that maybe that was something she could learn by osmosis, that's our fault. Oh my gosh, you know, this is like, she's really good at what she does and she didn't know that she got confused. So if, if yeah. that can happen to her, you know what? Nobody out there knows this stuff. Most people yeah. don't know. Oh my gosh, like, you know, there's probably... 25 people on earth that know that that's step one of the, of the, of this three-step process that you need to do. I'm like, I bet if I did a podcast episode on that, it would blow people's minds. And it is the most simplistic thing to me. Like I would, yeah. ne- why? Because I've been, right. I would never forget to do that. Why? Cause I've been doing it for 18 years now. You know, yeah. and so we think this thing like, Oh yeah. Every parent of <laughs> two autistic children knows that you don't do that with an autistic child. Uh, not the one who just learned that you don't do that. Yeah, um, don't, yeah. Don't all don't all people know? Like, how is it that in 2023 you don't know uh, sugar's bad for you? Well, because that's <laughs> not how they were raised. You know, they kind of heard that yeah. maybe you should eat less sugar, but they don't realize how much sugar's in barbecue sauce. They don't know how much sugar's in this and that. Uh, how would they know that if they didn't learn that? Mm-hmm. And we just think, oh, mm-hmm. if I went on and did a thing about you know barbecue sauce, everybody knows there's a lot of sugar in barbecue sauce. Do you realize most people don't know how to read a food label? Not because they're illiterate. They just don't really understand that concept. And so or, or they don't we even just think about assume it. everybody dies yeah. and, and yeah. they don't. And so, you know, there's a, there's a concept that we call it the target test. Um, mm. So I talk about this anytime I talk about like, oh, people come on and say, well, virtual summits are dead. Really? You know, or email mm. marketing's dead, you know, things like that. Uh, go to a target, not a Walmart because Walmart's weird. Go to a target and ask a hundred people if they've ever been to a virtual summit, two people, that's three. I held up three fingers and said the number two. That was weird. <laughs> two people. I can't hold up two fingers. Apparently we'll it's okay. L- Luckily most people listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> two people have ever been to a virtual summit out of a hundred. So how are they dead? If only two out of a hundred people have ever been to one. And because we're experts, because I live in the marketing world and yeah. all my friends are in the marketing world and they've all seen all these virtual summits. Why? Because we're hypersensitive to things like that. So yeah. that's just one example. The other example is like, again, with the target test, like we think, oh my gosh, everybody's heard of, so like our clients, they're a who's who in the marketing world, right? Oh, Stu McLaren, yeah, yeah. Michael Hyatt. Again, go to Target. Ask how many of those people have ever heard of Jeff Walker. Two yeah, people. or Michael Hyatt, ask, Seth ask Godin. two people. Four, yeah. four have heard of Seth, maybe. Right. Oh, we're in the entrepreneurial world. Oh, Gino Wickman with track, Traction and Rocket Fuel. Okay, great. I met somebody the other day that was like, have you ever heard of Gino Wickman? Have you ever heard of traction and rocket fuel? We're implementing in our company. I'm like, uh, yeah. I, you know, my first reaction is like, yeah, of course, Dove. Instead, I'm like, oh, I know. Isn't he amazing? You know, like we think <laughs> every entrepreneur has heard of Gino Wickman. Every entrepreneur has read the same books as us. There's 8 billion books, roughly. I made that number up. 
yeah. that could help yeah. you as an entrepreneur. Yeah, plus or minus. How many have, <laughs> not you know, scale. have people actually read? And the reality is not that many. So yeah. that curse of knowledge where you think everybody's read the same things, had the same experiences. Most of the stuff that you think is so simplistic, the systems that you've built, the steps mm -hmm. in my book, mm -hmm. I think they're super easy. Why? Because I've been yeah. teaching them for eight years to our clients. I, they, they are simplistic to me. I would never miss a single thing. When I teach these to our clients, they get every little, you know, step and sub step and, and yeah. you know, part of that. And it's super simple to me. And yeah. I had to detach myself from that and go, okay, the reality is 98% of the people who read this book know less than 2% of what's in the book. And so everything I'm going to put in here more than likely is going to blow some freaking minds. And I can't be, this is the, the final part of this is like, I cannot yeah. be distorted to think that just because the people I hang around with who are at my level of entrepreneurship, you know, mm -hmm. whatever that means that just cause they know all this stuff that I can't let that distort my view. And, and then right. here's the funny thing. This is the, yeah. this is the funny thing. I've, I've got a friend of mine. He, he, I gave him an advanced copy of the book. He's a friend of mine. Uh, he promoted the book. So mm -hmm. I gave him an advanced copy about six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. And he's like, Matt, honestly, I was kind of, I was like flipping through the book and I was thinking, you know, there's probably some stuff that Matt writes about in chapter, in step seven that might be relevant to me. He was kind of interested uh -huh. in, you know, step seven. He's thinking, you know, I, I kind of want to learn to create raving fans. You know, he's like, yeah. maybe even some yeah. stuff in step six where I talk about, you know, how to be like a champion, a hero for their cause. Yeah. There might be some stuff in there. There's some cool stuff in there. And I talk about some leaders from throughout history and how to take their lessons and apply them to building a business. And I'll probably right. learn some stuff, but these first five steps, dude, I'm skipping those. Uh -huh. <laughs> and he's uh -huh. like, but I, he's like, I heard when you came on, I went on his podcast and I told the story about my dad that's in step four. I'm happy to share uh -huh. it in a moment. And I shared the story with my dad and he was like, Dude, something clicked with me, and he said, I, re I went back and read the whole step four, which is all about creating a lead magnet and uh, basically attracting, mm -hmm. uh, uh, converting visitors into subscribers, is the name of the chapter. Yeah. yeah. And he said, I saw your rules in there for how to create a lead magnet. You say no more than three hours, and it's got to be easy to consume, and it solves one problem. Like the steps yeah, are really number good. one, define one problem. Number two, solve the problem. That is the steps. He said, Matt, we have four <laughs> lead magnets. This is a guy running a $2.4 million a year business. All right. Yeah. Not the target audience for this book. Yeah. A little bit more advanced than the target audience. And he said, you said no more than three hours. So I went to my team and I said, we have four lead magnets, big lead magnets, bringing in a thousand leads a day wow. between the four of them. He said, we're going to take eight hours. So two hours per, we're not even going to come close to three. We're going to re-engineer these lead magnets based on this story. He said, you told the story of your dad and it clicked with me. And I went to my team said overnight we improved our opt-in rate 40 percent no way they went from a thousand leads a day to about 1300 leads a day we are talking i'm sorry 1400 leads a day we are talking an increase of 40 percent in leads which means an increase of about 40 percent in revenue that's a wow. game-changing amount of money half a million plus to their business every single year from something that I was like, there's no freaking way anybody who's making more than $50,000 a year is going to get anything out of this. Like it's making $50,000 yeah. from their business, you know? Yeah, yeah. And blown away, th those types of things. But of course, yeah. knowledge. No, it's awesome. I, I've been in the space and I, you know, a lot of this stuff was validated. Like I kind of know this stuff, but yeah, your, the stories and the way you lay it out, it's like, 
oh yeah we got to do that you got to do that oh, and uh uh and and it's been motivating for me too because i'm trying to start a little thing too and uh um, I think ah nobody everybody already knows that kind of stuff or <laughs> I don't have that much info but uh, yeah yeah I'm gonna I think mean, about that more. That's that's uh, the circle of people that that we know that Rex and I know in the the um, continuous improvement realm and and lean. Uh, I think we all think that way. You know, we, yeah. we think, oh, well, you know, we've been doing this for so long. Everybody knows this. Um, but my aha that not everybody knows it came when I first went into management and I had new college hires that were on my team coming to me and asking me questions. And I, in the back of my head, my first reaction was, oh, my God, how do you not know that? <laughs> and then like, and then I went, yep. Oh, that's right. That's right. You haven't been doing this for 20 years. It's <laughs> exactly. my job to help you know that. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that shift, um, it's, it's a shift. It's, it's a mm -hmm. mental model shift that you just, you, you have to get past. Yeah. I really like that message about, uh, just being one step ahead of someone, um, to lead them. You don't have to be the world expert. Uh, absolutely. And I mean, when I think about things that have held me back from starting something in the past, uh, that's it. It's the idea. Yeah. E even going into teaching, you know, when I first started teaching, I thought, well, I, I can't, I, I don't know enough about this stuff. I, I can't teach, but I, I don't have to have a, a PhD. I don't have to have like, you know, I don't have to be an expert in everything. Deeper. I just, that's right. Yeah. I just, uh, I just need to be one step ahead of the students. Yeah. And it turns out we probably are a lot of step ahead of students, right? <laughs> it, it turns out that that's true. You, you know, you find out that you have more knowledge than you think you do. Um, especially yeah. for people like us that have more than a couple of years of experience you know, maybe for a new college hire that's been in industry for a year or two, um, they still have knowledge, but it's uh, the magnitude is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like the message kind of really built my confidence that uh, maybe I do know something and uh, maybe it's worth something. So, yeah. So be wary of that curse of knowledge. Yeah. Okay, well, that's it for episode, uh, or the second part, I should say, of our uh, interview with Matt McWilliams. There are more parts to come, so stay tuned, and we'll see you then. I'm Sean Genovese. Rex Williams. Get your copy of Matt's new book, at passionsintoprofitsbook.com slash rex for over $500 in bonuses.